give me a moment's peace and take out the trash. We pay taxes for people to come and take the garbage. Hey, listen, Greeny, no more sneaking rides to the junkyard. Yeah, man, take a taxi when you want to go to the junkyard. Hello and welcome to Hot Trash Unlimited, the show where me, Joe, and me, Caleb, go to the cinema in search of movies that could and should be hot trash. Yeah, sometimes we think we have a slam dunk. I don't know why we think that anymore. I I feel like we've been disappointed enough that we should not go in with such high hopes. But you know, that's the beauty of hope. It is the thing with feathers that sits upon your soul. I don't know. Caleb, what did we see this week? We saw The Forever Purge. Thank you for your participation. We survived. All police and emergency services have been reinstated. All crime, including murder, is now illegal. Come on, let's get to work. One night only. The rest of the year is peaceful. Ah! Help me! Help me! The purge is over, please! No, it ain't. This is insane. Nobody hear the sirens? There's no crime anymore. Anything goes. You rich can't hide behind your steel walls no more. Powerless. How's that feel? It's the real purge. The forever purge! The fifth can you believe it? The fifth movie in the Bloomhouse Productions franchise. Much like hope, this kind of perches on your soul and just never goes away. <laughs> Who would have thought back in 2013 that this would have a five movies and it two seasons of a TV? Yeah, theoretically, this is the last one. For now. That's what they say. Until they see that box office return, because this movie only costs like $2. Well, we saw this opening weekend. Or wait, no. This, no, it's been out for a week. Yeah, but we were the only two people in the theater. It's a midday showing. It was the first showing in the theater. On a weekend, I feel like there should be one more person in there. Thank God there wasn't, though, because that means we can talk about this movie while it's going on. That's true. Like, Which is how I get through a lot of these movies. Yeah, the experience of just having the entire theater to yourself so you can riff on it really is a fun experience. It helps when you have a movie that's a little bit more riffable. Mm-hmm. We we had some fun at the beginning using our cowboy vo- voices. Yeehaw, purgers. There's a snake in my purge. Somebody's poison the purge hole. However, this is what the other two purge movies I've seen also do. It completely squanders the premise by having way too many characters and none of them be interesting. Yeah. What do you need for a purge movie? A spice of political commentary? Throw in the some powder of jump scares and top it all off with the movie that can't hold my interest. That's how you make a purge movie. Uh, you're incredibly correct. We saw the first purge together. Not, not, not the original, not the, not the original purge. The movie titled the first purge purge for the pur- first purge. Yes. I just remember the only thing that sticks out to me about that movie, like what, two, three years later is that one of the bad guys was named Skeletor. Yeah. It wasn't even that interesting of a bad guy. Just, no, that his was his name, name was Skeletor. It was the dumbest name you could give a guy. And very similar, similarly, if you come to me in like uh, 2024 and ask me anything about this, I'll be like, well, there was a bad guy who called his called his uh, wife mother a lot. And I think that's the only thing I'll remember. Yeah, I mean, Texas. I saw the trailer for this a couple months ago, and I got so excited that we were getting The Purge but Texas. Unfortunately, this is not very Texas. This is a lot of the it's same. El Paso and henceforth all of Texas. This is a lot of the same thing you get in any Purge movie, which is like the same four alleyways and then they drive down a freeway or something. 
It's extremely boring locations. It costs $2 to make. That's why. So this is a franchise that has been successful enough that it's gotten four sequels and a TV show. Yet they Two can, seasons of a TV show. Yeah, yet they cannot just dish a little bit out so that they can have more spectacle in the action. I will argue with you at that point. The first two-thirds of this movie is incredibly bland in terms of like cinematography and whatnot. Very reminiscent of every other Purge movie. But they definitely throw a little bit more budget once they get to El Paso and it's on fire. There's a long tracking shot with that tank, like starting with that tank. Yeah. They definitely start, they're definitely trying a little harder once they get to El Paso. When you get to not Mike Pence's crew, there's definitely a little bit more effort. However, there it folds into while they are actually your scene action and stuff. It's just shot in the most boring shot reverse shot way possible. We usually start this podcast off with a premise. There's not much of a premise here. It's every other Purge movie, except this time they don't stop purging after the the clock ends. And this time the political commentary is about immigration and also just white supremacy in general. See, I think they start to do a little bit different stuff with, with that. They start... To make it not so, oh, it's the it's the people who we knew are crazy all along, like the guy with a swastika on his head. Because they have Kurt or Kirk, whatever his name, one of the stable hands, start going uh going off about how the the wage inequality is what is like making this just cycle. And then you have this the stable owner being like, no, you're you're falling into their trap by falling into this. I'm like oh, they're actually trying. And then it goes nowhere after that. And then it immediately goes back into white supremacy and just... Well, and that's the thing here is that we have talked about several movies on this podcast that have political commentary. From Bloomhouse, The Hunt was one of those. Oh, yeah. I forgot However, about that movie. What, this is kind of the opposite of like a, like a run-hide fight where that's a movie that I don't like because of the political messaging. This is a movie that the political messaging's fine. I have nothing. I have no problem with the commentary. Maybe it's a little shallow, mm-hmm. but it's not what's bringing down the film. It's bringing down the film. It's just that it's a poorly made film. <laughs> See, I, don't, I, I just, these movies aren't made for me. I don't like horror movies to start with, and I don't like mindless action. Well, good. This and, isn't a horror and this movie. Is the per, well, it's this the merger of those two. There's one, like, frightening part, and that's when... Um, the uh, the true patriot vans are walking by or driving yeah. by, and you can like hear the screams of the people they're torturing in that. That is a frightening concept. It's chilling it goes nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> we see those vans maybe one other time in the movie, and I just can't get past this. This movie basically has six characters in it, three sets of couples. None of them are interesting. Not a single one. If you put five dollars down on that bar stool that's between us. I could not name a single one of these characters. Juan. You want to know why? Because I made a dumb joke at the beginning and it turned out to be his name. Oh, that's something I do want to bring up at the beginning. So two of these characters are, um, three of these characters are uh, uh, refugees and... Just, they're just immigrants. They had to flee Mexico because of the cartels. I think that would put them under the label of, immig- of uh, refugee. It doesn't matter. The point is, we get the cold open with them crossing the border. Mm-hmm. But then in the story proper, Juan is introduced because he has the mystical horse taming powers. And it felt very much like we have to show that Juan is special and that he matters. He can't just be matter because he's a person. He has to matter because he can tame horses. He's, he's in touch with nature. 
And you kept joking about how like it was Chekhov's horse and like like nothing ever came at back some about part it. he was gonna have to tame like a purge horse or something. <laughs> Well, and then the motorcycle scene happens. Like, no, he has to tame the purge motorcycle. I'd say the most interesting. I mean, the most interesting character is not Mike Pence, but the most interesting character after that, I guess, is there's this um, there's this indigenous guy who keeps coming on the news to talk about how the purge doesn't work, and then at the end he shows up. But even then, he's that much of a presence. It's just like, oh, he has a plot purpose. These. These movies introduce so many concepts, and you think they're going one way with it. The entire Purge is fascinating, but it's always just chaos. It's like, there's so much more you can do with this. You can do, like, a heist or something. And I, the, Yeah, a heist idea would be really cool. Like, think about it. You can do any crime during this time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't want to go out in the What about, like, a serial killer who only does the Purge, like, uses the Purge's cover or something like what that? What about, like... A drug cartel who only makes drug deals during the purge. That'd be like like fascinating. And I think you can do all these concepts. Breaking bad, but only on purge day. I think you can have all these concepts and still make it political. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest problem of the first one is like, it's this cool concept, but you're stuck in a house with Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey who are playing boring people. They've slowly, I guess, expanded this. And I guess this is their most largest scale one because they're like crossing countries and borders and stuff but still feels incredibly small and that's kind of where i'm going with this where could this go they have this native american guy on tv talking about how the purge doesn't work he's sad to see america go like this i thought it's going to be like native americans coming in at the like third act we're taking this we're taking it back we're not we're not we're not letting y'all ruin this country no they're just helping the cast because they paid them so they need to get them to be on set for more than just in front of a green screen to be on a news now, segment. I've, I've seen the first Purge and the original Purge, <laughs> and now this one. I, I've not seen Election Year or Anarchy. Anarchy. So maybe those have more interesting world building. I think that's a big problem, and it's kind of going off of what you're saying. There's just not, like, this is not an interesting world. It, you made the joke about how, like, if the timeline of the franchise added up, this would have to be, like, 30 years in the future or something like that. No, no, no. It, it is 30 years in the future. It is. But it doesn't look like it. It looks like modern day. You could set this at any point. It's just, it's boring modern day. It's, it's like, Tuesday of 2021. Well, you have you have a concept with that. Like, okay, this takes place, like, sometime in the year 2040. Because apparently it takes place after election year, which took place during 2040. So, you have this thing of... The purge works. It, it Guys, it just works. But why is technology the same as it is in the modern day that the movie's watching it? Maybe it's like stagnated growth or something like that because of it. Like, you have so many concepts you can go with this. And nope, nowhere. Just let's kill some people. Let's theme our costumes, everybody. We... How much, how much planning do you think actually goes into purging? With the amount of getting the gang together, getting your masks ready, getting the grease paint on before purge. It's like a cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> People spend a whole year making their costumes. For 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can't ever use it again because like you have to up yourself next year. Yeah. It's like, guys, I got a bunny costume. I'm going to just mangle it. Easter, the Easter costumes, they they were going out of sale, th- or they were going on sale, thankfully, after the season. Do you think there's, like, a big, like, overstock sale, like how you get candy the last day, or the, like, November 1st after Halloween? Do you think, like, you can get butcher knives, like, half price on the day after Purge? They they had something like that where there was a gun store that was 40% off yeah. uh, for Purge Day. <laughs> they, they get Purge bonuses the day up. Like, there's they have concepts that's, like... They're kind of thinking, but I don't know if it's just this writer who's written all of them does not 
have the foresight to go anywhere else with it or if it's Bloomhouse being like, nope, we, we know what works. We know it's been making money. Just keep doing that. I think part of it is that the political commentary keeps changing each movie. He has to kind of reset things so he can't just have like a consistent world building. You say that. It's all, it's, it, well, every single one that I've seen, all two of them, and I know what, I know the first, the first one's like wage inequality and then it's yeah. just, it kind of just, last movie was about race inequality and rage inequality, wage inequality and this one was the same thing. Uh, yeah, but I'd say like the differences between like inner city and like border crisis are a little different. I think the other problem there is just that this still has a budget of three dollars mm-hmm. everything in this movie looks bad the the shot where they're like leaving whichever city they oh, live in man everything it oh it's the water tower shot for those of you who've seen the film <laughs> the water tower full of fire um but also every single thing looks like a different type of fake let's not talk about the baby do you want to talk about the baby joe do you need I to get mean, that off your chest there's you you have you have a quiet place moment where oh no the pregnant mom has to give birth during all the chaos. Thankfully, it's not during like a firefight or something where any sense of disbelief is just gone. It's just at the very end she has a baby and it's terrifyingly not real. I guess going back to the masks thing real quick, this movie like kind of bloats its budget on like the I don't even want to say cool costume design just interesting costume designs that stand out and then it quickly turns into just like paramilitary Mm -hmm. militias and that's really disappointing like i want the as impractical as it is i want the guy with the big stetson with the (laughs) with the long horns on it i want the silliness of that i love the themed cowboys that like are so themed all they have are revolvers oh yeah They, they are themed to a fault where they lose a firefight because they, they are just underpowered against these people. Man, I really wish we had got more Cowboy Purge stuff. I guess we get a little bit at the end. They use a lasso to defeat the bad guy. <laughs> but great. we don't get enough of it. Also, because this is set in the West and stuff, I'm like, I wonder how this would have been shot in like the 50s or 60s. I'm like, there would be a lot more static shots. A lot of them would be further away. But it would be better. Like, it'd be more interesting action. A lot of this movie takes place in just a tractor trailer, just driving for so long of it. Made out of titanium. <laughs> Can withstand any bullet. They And they, they, they keep trying. They're trying to do chilling things. And they succeed with that, uh, the torture vans. Mm-hmm. Then then I think they, we're going to take a step further. We're going to get this guy who's identifying ammo. No, way. he's identifying guns. Also, he has a swastika on his face. Not only is he identifying, he's singing along with them. So it's like, ah, the percussion of the Glock. Boom, boom, boom. It's honestly pretty funny. I I think that guy did a What happened to her boss? Uh, Well, probably he died. America falls at the end of this, so. Well, yeah, but he was in that scene, and then he wasn't. Do you think that's where, if this guy had a new Purge movie? Because this ends at a spot where it's like, well, I guess that can kind of be the end of the franchise. But I'm sure this guy has It ends with like the NFFA, like actually it's like, oh, they're done. They can't can't control this. Because I bet this guy still has another, like a sixth script in his back pocket. And I wonder if he's like, that's where I'll pick the story up with that guy. I I think that's what they did with the other movies. It was like a background character became the main character or something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you know, Bloomhouse for all the, for all the bad things that they, that they produce and like am in between the box office, like just grand slams they have. They have just these glimmering moments of, I see what you're trying to do here. And especially with a franchise like the purge that has just gone on this long. It's just, it's so disappointing 
to see every single one is the same movie again. Where do you think this ranks in the pantheon of recent horror franchises? Like Saw, Paranormal Activity. See, I don't think this has quite reached the like bad territory that those movies go into where it becomes a self-parody. These have all stayed, like for the most part, pretty true to themselves. Saw, that, that series started out with a really good first movie and quickly just went downhill can't speak of the conjuring movies i know the prequels that they keep doing are what people really don't like but then the like the mainline ones are from what i hear pretty good Mm -hmm. paranormal activity i know that's another one where it's like really solid first one and then it becomes a self-parody at a certain point i think this is i still think this is just like mid-range because none of these have like excelled in any way i think this what where this succeeds is that there is kind of a united vision. You can tell that one guy has written all of these yeah. for better or worse. Like I think he doesn't know how to write interesting characters, which maybe maybe get a co-writer on some of them. But it definitely I don't know. I think it may if it had fallen like in quality, maybe I would enjoy these more. Like there's something to be said about the silliness of like a the fifth paranormal activity movie. Not that one specifically, just like yeah. By that point, the franchise yeah. is degraded so much. See, the first Purge almost reached that point where it was just so silly. It was it was boring, but I was laughing at a lot of it. There was so many long stretches of nothing happening, though. Yeah, but... And there was also, like, even less stakes in that one. I don't remember that movie. I don't remember anyone dying, though. Oh, people died, it, but, like... By the end of it, the main guy is like him and his girlfriend are fine and they feel victorious and they're like, we're going to take on the system. And then they don't 40 years later, still going, still chugging along the forever purge. I mean, the purge forever after. I mean, the The eternal purge. purge. We'll we'll figure out a name eventually. (laughs) We'll name the movie after it's done being shot, whichever one uh, tests better with focus groups. Which, uh, where do you think all those um, newscasters were at the end of the movie? Because, like, all major cities have fallen, and you imagine, like, the CNN types would be killed by the forever purgers. Yeah. So, like, did all those, like, do they have a broadcast bunker? I don't know. Well, maybe it's like, you know, there you, you, see, a, you see a lit up... Uh, such a chilling image of the United States. <laughs> not, not really. It's just, it's lit up because it's on fire and it makes, it just makes the outline of the borders of the U S much like the universal logo that came before it. <laughs> and you know, you see all the main cities on fire and then you got, you got the, you got the Midwest out there. It's got a couple of fires. You think they're just everywhere else or it's like, Hey, our people didn't freak out. Well, you don't have to purge the place where no one lives. <laughs> the cornfields are the only re- <laughs> refuge. That is what I thought during all this. I'm like, y'all, you could probably just drive into the middle of nowhere and wait they could this probably out, have stayed buddy. at the farm they're pretty like that was a nice farm yeah like they had the people drive past and they're like oh we probably need to get out into the chaos yeah i don't get it man i feel like there is a lot of potential world building and a lot of cool concepts like you were talking maybe about. the tv show goes into it a little more maybe with like not with this writer i would imagine i don't know if he's as attached to the tv show but you know, 10 episodes, which I'm assuming are either 40 minutes to an hour or something like that. Maybe just have more time. Yeah, and I still wonder, though, even if you had enough world building, would that make up for some boring characters? Yeah. But then again, maybe the TV show, they have time to develop these people. That's the problem here. It's like if it was two or three people, they could probably develop them, but six characters that's a lot that's a lot for a normal movie to Mm -hmm. have to develop i don't know like i said it's kind of nice and refreshing to see a movie that's not bad because of what it's saying it's just bad because it's bad so i'll give it that this is nowhere near as 
annoying as infidel. <laughs> I think this is more just on the the lackluster. Just well, and if you liked all the other Purge movies, you'll like this. Yeah, because it, it doesn't do anything different, which is the problem for me. Yeah, and me, me too. So, uh, what where you got right this? There were a lot of dumpsters and trash cans on fire. Is this gonna join those? Uh... No, it's one of the it's one of the trash cans that like. They, they, the trash had gotten taken out before, but it's still like in a ruined purge city. It's just one of those where it's like, eh, it's probably getting trashed at the end of this. Yeah, I think <laughs> once that, got, all gets cleaned up, this trash can's going too. I feel like that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good description. Yeah, it's it's just I don't even want to say it's boring. No, it's boring, but it's thoroughly forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're not gonna remember this you don't remember the first purge and it's been three years you're not gonna remember this in three years very true all right y'all thank you for listening please rate and review us five stars uh check out all my other podcasts um hot trash unlimited is the one we're doing now so i don't have to plug that one but all new 52 if you want to hear me and joe talk about comics the snub club and also star wars therapy you have anything to say joe i mean we gotta bunker down purge night's coming up we gotta cersei you're you're gonna you're purging too aren't you we gotta do some tax evasion during this purge (laughs) the political commentary